are here with no stranger to the vintage Contessa, <laughs> the incredible Julia Wang. Hi, everyone. Wearing my favorite color, pink. And I, is that your favorite color? It is my favorite color. Yes. I don't get to wear it as often as I would like, but you know, anytime I get a chance, I love wearing pink. And you were rocking the Chanel pink <laughs> bag with it. We love it all. So we have started collaborating with her, and the sky is the limit. Guys, I meet so many people in my journey in life because I love connecting with people. But this woman is truly so authentic and so exceptional. Thank you. You not only are beautiful, you're incredibly intelligent, you have this, um, this vision that you don't just come up with, but you go for it. And so before we were recording, it was such valuable information. I'm like, okay, turn that off because we got to talk about this. But it's like people want to be you or they say, I want to have my life like you. And you're like, oh, I don't know if you know <laughs> everything that goes into this yes. to get here. Okay, yeah. so just a brief summary mm -hmm. and then we'll dive into all the details but you are the ceo and founder of next gen mm -hmm. real estate company yes. you are a total girl boss thank you you were um top realtor in texas and in houston on social media mm -hmm. you have been written up in yahoo yeah. and you started your business five five months, months ago. ago and have this success yeah okay but it wasn't five months of work. Oh, no. I mean, it's been a whole, my whole life I've been preparing for this moment, you know, and I don't think a lot of people see that, right? I mean, I started working since I was 12 years old. So, yes, that's yeah. such a good point. Bella, you're 13. You're late in the game. No, actually, she works for us doing Pinterest. Okay. But it's important that young kids Oh, definitely. And I learn mean, work e ethic. Even my my kids, right? I mean, thankfully, you know, we've been able to provide them a different type of life, but I still want my kids to understand like I had to work. There was no choice. I worked my way through college. That was the only way I could go to college. And you're right? a T-SIP. You went to UT. I went to UT. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Aggie, so I have to call it T-SIP. Sorry all you Texas people cuz I do love your color of orange. <laughs> but, you know, and I, I that's the thing is everything that I've done, every job that I've had was preparing mm -hmm. me for this moment. So, you know, I started off at a bagel store. So I would wake up every morning at 4 a.m. to cook these bagels when I was 12 years old. And I would do it actually wow. before school um, because I just always liked having money, right? I like, yeah. you know, and my, my parents, my mom didn't have extra money to give me. So this was the only way that I could go out with my friends, buy stuff, go to the movies. Um, and then in high school, I actually started, I was a telemarketer. So I started selling credit cards over the phone. So that's why you how you got your quote gift for gab. It, it is, is. You it learned is. I learned very quickly and uh -huh. I learned, you know, the art of rejection, right? And that's a very so. important thing to learn. And I think a lot of people they don't go for what they want because they're even scared to ask. And I always say, you don't know until you ask, right? The worst they can say is no. Um, and I learned that at a very, very early age, thankfully, you know, and that's really what kind of helped me also get to where I am today, right? Is just and you'd be surprised just asking, right? You know, and most people, again, are even scared to ask, but just even asking, I mean, you'd be surprised at how many people will bend over backwards and accommodate you, right? But most people just never even ask, so they don't know. And it's so simple, but so hard. So I was listening to Joyce Meyer podcast this morning, and she was giving this description of this man that lost his congressional seat and lost to Senate and lost to vice president and he became president in his 50s. He had all these failures and it was 
Abraham Lincoln? Like you oh, think, wow, yeah. and I thought, okay, I have to find that information for Bella because I feel like when you're young and you get a rejection, you feel like it, it's this title over you that you're not worthy or oh, you yeah. weren't enough or you, and to push through that, was that your parents? Was that the way you were raised? You know, I think it was just a lot of combination of factors. So, you know, I had a job, you know, in high school and in my twenties, I call it my dark twenties. Um, you know, I really got into the, you know, so I went to UT, um, I started working in the bar scene. It got uh -huh. very, very dark, very quick. Um, I really spiraled into addiction, drugs and alcohol um, in my early 20s, quit college. Um, and I really just hit rock bottom, you know, and I think a lot of people who knew me back then, when I, I run like, into them wow, now, girl. they're like, yeah, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but I, 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 it was really, I got to the point where I either had to change and transform myself or I was going to die. You know, it got that bad, my addiction. Um, and one day I was like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. You know, and it was really just, and I know the power of just making that decision. And it really was one day where I just decided I can't live like this. So I really just decided to transform myself and, you know, just started reading a lot of books. And, you know, again, I didn't really have the money back then. Right. And so I would just educate myself reading books. Um, just, you know, listening to Tony Robbins. I was a huge Tony Robbins. Yes. <laughs> his, um, his message is so clear and he doesn't do it in a Christian way. But I think all this is so uh, like goes back to whether you're a Christian or a Buddhist or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like it's all basic just being good to other people, showing up. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes just even showing oh, up yeah. mm -hmm. is enough. Oh, definitely. You know, and I had so many people help me on my journey to get to where I am, especially other women. Right. And I mean, women went out of their way to help me. Um, and I never I mean, I'm still very close to them. People that helped me when I was in my young 20s. I'm now almost 40 um, and I'm still in touch with them. They know my kids. And that's also why, you know, at my brokerage and just in my community, I always try to serve because so many yep. people helped me. Um, I would not be here where I, you know, where I am right now if it wasn't for certain women. And I want to be able to give mm -hmm. th that opportunity to other women as well. Well, I think you're such a great example of purpose and you've been so focused. You had a mark or you worked with a market, a marketing business for a while I too. I did. Yeah. So your background is marketing. People Definitely. need to understand that this is not just like coming up now that you happen to be. Oh like yeah, you yeah. visualized who you wanted to be. There's a Coco Chanel oh, quote yeah. about that. Mm -hmm. Decide who you want to become and go do it. You you had a lot of no's. You had a lot of rejections oh, yeah. to get here. I mean, and no one starts off as a luxury realtor, right? I mean, we all want no to start one. selling million dollar homes. I started off doing $600 apartments, right? But you know, I just visualized yep. what does a luxury realtor look like? I learned, honestly, I learned my brands, right? I didn't know anything about brands, right? So I learned my brands, um, learned how to dress, learned how to talk, and just really studied people that were in the industry, right? And just like kind of mimicked and, and, and you fake it till you make it, right? <laughs> That's really no, what No, that it. <laughs> is such a truth. And mm -hmm. we were even talking about that, like in relationships, when you get really frustrated with someone, uh, we were talking about um, someone wanting to get a divorce from their husband. And this preacher said, for 30 days, oh, yeah. fake it and act like you yeah. like him and treat him nicely. Yeah. And I almost, and if after 30 days you want to get a divorce, then you should. Oh, yeah. And it changed 
everything because if you put out positivity, Mm -hmm. supportiveness, creativity, and love, Mm -hmm. that's what you get out. If you put out venom and anger and animosity, and that's what I love is that, I mean, so many people and they're like, oh, we're going to do this and this and this, and you text them and there's radio silence or they don't follow up. You like do it. You respond. You are, you have a team, but you are in the trenches, girl. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I always say I get my hands dirty, right? And I'm not just sitting back. And to me, how am I supposed to lead if I'm not in there doing the work, doing the hard work, right? Um, And I always tell my kids too, you never make promises you can't keep, right? And that's really important to me. So if I commit to something, I'm in it 100% always. And that's just the type of person that I want to be, right? I don't want to be known as flaky. Everyone knows me. I'm always early, right? That's my thing, right? I always show up early. Um, But again, it's really you, I had to transform myself. I wasn't always like this, right? I mean, anyone who knew me in college, yes, it's not, right? People need to realize it's not like you're born this no, way. No. You create and you can become who you want to be by the hard work. Yeah. And you, um, you're also a mother. So that's <laughs> what I said to you. Cause okay, we're taping this today early. You walked in at 745. I mean, I couldn't give Bella her breakfast. <laughs> so I tried to leave things there before I left the house. I mean, you do have a nanny helping you, but you're so involved with your kid's life because that's also important to you as family. It, oh, definitely. Family is really important. And my husband is probably the best dad. I'm so lucky to have such yes. a hands-on dad. I mean, he's the one. He actually takes them to their piano lessons. He's teaching my daughter chess. He's very, very hands-on. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Did you watch the Queen's Yeah, Gambit? the Queen's Gambit. So my daughter is seven, oh. and she can beat me in chess. I so love that. Yeah. And that's such a good use of oh, her yeah. mind. And she reads ch- books on chess. My husband love makes it. her do homework. Um, and, you know, to me, it's I really just either work or family. I don't really play, you know. And yes. to me, when I play, that's still work, right? Like, so when I was at the Post Oak Hotel, I was playing, but that's also working, right? And, so and I feel like I'm there now, too. Like, yeah. I don't just go out to oh, dinner no. with girlfriends. Oh. I don't just... And it's, it's gotten to a point where I have to ask myself, okay, what is the intention of this? What am yes. I going to get out of this? Right. If it's not going to help me, I'm not going to go. Right. And that took me a very long time, you know, it's because it's hard because you don't want to disappoint yeah, people you and don't. you don't want to pe- have people not like you. Yeah. I've struggled with that, but to be present for the most important people. Yeah. And I have a responsibility to lead our business to success. Mm-hmm. So all of our employees have success exactly. and you have that responsibility. Okay. So I'm going to say this as a leader, you brought on 70 new agents yeah, in, in five months. Like, so what do you, I, I've heard you say, what I hear is that you showed them the path to success and they trust you. So yeah, so uh, you know, a lot of the agents that jumped on board, I actually mentored them over the years. And as soon as I started my brokerage, I mean, they came out of the woodworks and just hopped on mm-hmm. board, uh, which, you know, I'm so very grateful for. Um, but again, it's, you know, that's why I say you never burn a bridge, right? Because you no. never know that who's going to come back, right? And um, I think the fact that, 
you know, I'm doing things differently, right? I'm not like uh -huh. any other brokerage here. You are not, girl. <laughs> and you are paving the way. <laughs> so people either love it or hate it, right? Yes. And I think the fact that we have so many people coming on board, so many agents, I think we all kind of realize that there's something that needs to change in this industry, right? And it's like, I'm going to try to change it, right? I'm going to try. I'm here to disrupt. <laughs> that's what I say. So that's why, you know, anyone awesome. that's you know, used to doing it the old-fashioned way, I think they're genuinely scared, right? Be and mm -hmm. they all watch my stories. They're all trying to copy what we're, you know, but at the same time, it's like even if they try to copy it, they can't because that's not who they are, right? Because you're authentically you and you developed who you were exactly. based upon what fit with you best. And I think that's um, what a lot of women, um, I'm older than you, I'm 53, you're um, not even 40 yet, but a lot of women are trying to understand their purpose. They want to be moms. We have more females watching and, yeah. and, and part of our journey here. But also men, too, like understanding what their purpose is. And you seem so clear with that. But you had to go through a lot. Oh, I went through and a lot. And sometimes, like you said, um, I was just discussing with Adam, I had some real loss. Mm -hmm. in my life that yeah. was so painful. Yeah. I was discussing with this, my Bible study group. I couldn't have this abundance today oh, yeah. if I wasn't taken from that loss and pain of a relationship that oh, I felt yeah. betrayed. Because then it connects you to God. It connects you to what your bit, it, who you are. You have to reanalyze it. Yeah. And, you know, I believe, I always believe that there's a higher purpose, right? So why am I here, right? And I, I don't want to believe that I'm here just to exist, right? And just to survive, right? And I think we all come here with some type of mission, right? But sometimes Agreed. you have to really just be broken down to find out who you really are and who your friends are, right? So, you know, with me, we were just Guess talking about Yes, you lost some this. friends. Oh, yeah. I've lost and a ton of friends on the, the journey, yes. right? But and people need to understand that. When everyone thinks when you're successful that everyone around you is always building yourself up, but it's interesting as many people who are building you up are also... Well, they say it's lonely at the top, right? And, yes. you know, and... I learned that a lot last year. We, you know, people that I thought were my friends just really turned their back. I mean, these are people I've been friends with for years. Uh, but I've also realized, okay, who do I really want to surround myself with, right? And um, it might not be the people that everyone thinks is like high society, right? Exactly. And that's the thing is, you know, yesterday I'm a big part of the Montrose Center. They opened up actually the mo one of the mo first affordable senior living centers here in Houston back oh, in the wow. third and fourth ward districts. So they actually, uh -huh. you know, take care of the, um, you know, the black community, the LGBTQ community. Um, and I was there and just, you know, working with the people who uh, have volunteered so much of their time and mm -hmm. just committed their lives to helping others. To me, I'm like, these are the people I want to hang out with, right? Exactly. I don't want to hang out with the people who are going to bars or trying to be seen. Um, and I used to, right? Who didn't back then, right? But, um, you know, just going through certain things, you just kind of realize, you know, what's what's really important, the type of people you want to surround yourself with. And thankfully, I've been able to connect with people like you, right? Ex Who, and yes. I'm like, you know what, this this past year, I've really been connecting with the right people. And I'm really thankful for that. I was looking for the name, but I can't find it. It's Hope Something. The Home women, of Hope. Yeah, home so. of Hope. Yes. Yeah. And it, I'm such a huge advocate to stop sex trafficking and so I love that you're really focused on their survivors because there are oh, it's, it's so many and to say you're a survivor of um, trafficking is almost like saying that you're in remission with cancer or that you are 
sober. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's a constant oh, it journey every day to stay out of the life, oh, yeah. which is really a confusing thing when people hear that. Oh yeah, and I mean, you know, Houston, it's scary. We are the number one city in yes. the U.S. for sex trafficking. And yes. um, I went to Home of Hope and you know, I you know, I was able to run into some of the girls and I mean, they're just so young, right? And they, you know, I think the average age is 14. And most of them, to be trafficked. I actually just learned that most people are trafficked by their own Family. Families. Many people are and, sold into trafficking. And imagine that being your life and that's all you know, right? And I mean, they, these girls need so much healing and, you know, just even providing awareness. I think that's huge because it's such yes. a hush-hush topic that no one likes talking about because it makes people uncomfortable. Yes. Um, but, you know, there has to be awareness in order for us to help. Them, yes. Right. And I think I was I had no idea. Right. And, you know, when I started getting involved in the organization, I mean, it's mind blowing. So in Harris County alone, since last year, the cases of sex trafficking have doubled because of mm -hmm. the pandemic. Um, you know, there's people as young as eight years old being trafficked. Yes. Um, and it's just people don't know these things, right? Because no one likes to talk about it. It's uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, again, I, 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 I really just not only want to sell in Houston, but, and, and I want to serve Houston, right, the best way that I can as well. And that's just, you know, serving my community, you know, providing awareness, trying to help those who are less fortunate here in Houston also. And I was mentioning, um, I went to an event last night, a friend of mine just recently went through um, a heart surgery and she's um, an ambassador for the American Heart Association. We were talking about how interesting Houston is as a community that comes together mm -hmm. and how we have overcome so much adversity. Harvey was such a great example yeah. of how we did it. And also I believe George Floyd's funeral was another mm -hmm. incredible example mm -hmm. where we did not have riots and we did not oh, have yeah. people going after each other. It was a peaceful, um, commemorative, connected community coming together yeah. and I it is and I like what you said before about you know reaching out to these underserved communities mm -hmm. but I feel like there is more of a connection in Houston have you always lived in Houston you know I never thought I would be in Houston so I grew up in Dallas um, I went to uh -huh. high school there I went to UT and then when my husband told me we were moving to Houston, I was kicking and screaming. Like, I did yeah. not want to be here. That was like seven, eight years ago. Um, but, you know, I've really grown to love this city. And what I love most about it is the culture, right? I mean, we have so many different types of people here. And we all respect each other, I would mm -hmm. like to think. So even, you know, when I was at the Affordable Senior Living Center, um, you know, you have your third ward, fourth ward, elderly mm -hmm. seniors. I mean, these are complete, two completely different people, but they're, yet they're living in harmony in the center, yes. which is such a beautiful thing. Um, and exactly, we didn't have any riots, right? And everyone was expecting it because Houston were the fourth largest city. Um, and, you know, that's, I always try to look at the positives of our mm -hmm. city and there's just so much, there's so much culture. You know, you can go to India town, you can go to Chinatown, right? And I mean, I just, to me, I think all of the other cities, I say they're a little bit vanilla and cookie cutter, right? Houston, we have a little bit more flavor, which I love. So much. And family, so we talked a little bit about family and your darling daughter, you feature her and your yeah. amazing son. But you also mentioned that you were raised by a mother and mm -hmm. she was a single mom. Yeah. And 
was she an immigrant? And she what was. was her journey? So, you know, and my, how did that affect you as a woman? Oh yeah. So my mom was a single mom. She immigrated here from Korea. Um, you know, growing up, she had two jobs. I mean, I raised myself, right? I mean, starting at third grade, I was cooking dinner for myself, right? And um, we didn't grow up in the best neighborhood. And I saw her working so, so hard, right? I mean, she worked two jobs just to make sure I had clothes that, you know, I wouldn't be embarrassed about, right? And mm -hmm. I didn't really appreciate that back then, but now looking back, mm -hmm. um, I just see all the sacrifices she made. And I mean, even any mother, we make so many sacrifices that our kids will never understand. <laughs> never I understand. I love you, Mom. <laughs> Um, but, you know, just seeing how much she sacrificed to give me a good life, right? And everything that I try to do, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I told my mom, I promised her when I was, I, you know, she reminds me all the time when I was five years old, I said, one day you don't have to work anymore. And, you know, when I think it was like three years ago, four years ago, my mom, when my sister graduated from college, I told my mom, you can retire. You know, um, so now she's living the life. She's traveling and, you know, she gets, I take care of her because, you know, she took such good care of me and that's, that's the least awesome. that I could do. Yeah. And what I've seen about you is it's not just about taking care of family, but it's also about your collaborations. Like yeah. I am blown <laughs> away as how much you bring to the table. And that's really what we found is so much of our business pre-COVID was about going to shows and making those connections with people. Because it's interesting, in our business, we buy and sell to the same person, which is yeah. the same with you. Yeah. You're selling their house and, and, yet, yeah. and you're helping them buy one. Mm -hmm. So it's a little different than the normal supply chain. Mm -hmm. But um, we became, so much of our business was wholesale and we became so invested in retail and then doing things remote. Yeah. And so we've reached out to influencers and what I found is I wanted to offer people what they couldn't get on their own. And then I met you and that's exactly <laughs> your philosophy. And together, like what you could bring to the table, like this incredible event we're gonna plan together. Yeah. But tell us about some of your collaborations because you're always <laughs> featuring someone else on your on your feed. It's not yeah. just about you. Oh, never just about me. And again, you know, I not only try to sell homes, but I try to sell the city that I love, right? And the city, I think, is made up of so many beautiful people, so many great businesses. So I really try to highlight a lot of local Houston businesses. And it's like, hey, let's help each other out, right? Um, and, you know, for example, you know, I did something with Top Drawer Laundry, which has been in Uptown Park forever. Um, but I did, you know, something with them. Um, and then all of a sudden, they were like, oh, yeah, we had so many people come by the next day, right? And it's like that just took a little bit of my time. It's fun for me as well, but it's also work because I want to be known as a Houston expert. So yes. if anyone has any questions on like, Houston. where do I go? Exactly. Julia right? can tell you because where. Because then there's that trust, that connection. Absolutely. And when you're actually selling your house or buying your house, who do you want to, you want to the use most a Houston trusted. expert, right? Um, why would you buy a house from someone who doesn't know the Houston neighborhoods, right? Uh, who can't talk about Houston. So, you know, a lot of the times, and I think a lot of people who don't understand social media, they're like, oh, all she does is take photos and do videos, right? And, and by like, the way, she looks hot in a bathing suit. <laughs> I'm just going to say that doesn't hurt. Um, <laughs> But it's, everything I do is very calculated, you it know, is. and that's what people don't realize is, you know, they think it's all fun and games, but everything I do and, and even just collaborating with Houston businesses, I know that 
you understand they're going to share your videos too. Absolutely. They're going to share your stories with followers. And it's like, at the end of the day, you just want as much awareness as possible. And what better place than social media where it's, it's free, basically, right? I mean, you pay for your videos and all of that, but to actually use a platform, it really is just being able to connect with the right people. Um, and the power of social media, I mean, 99% of my business now comes from social media, which is crazy. I don't think any other broker, brokerage or realtor can say that. No. And so Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, I book, love that book. Was such a great. So book. one of the things he said that you absolutely follow is the 10,000 hour rule. Mm -hmm. Like you had 10,000 hours oh, of yes. marketing by the time you were 20. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, also an outlier moment is a certain place and time that gives you an exceptional opportunity you wouldn't have had before. So 10 years ago, Instagram wasn't what it is. Facebook wasn't what, yeah. like we wouldn't have had this opportunity. And so that's, and there's gonna be something else that's like the next thing. And that's what I yeah. also see in you is that we can't get so stuck Never. in, like I couldn't say, all right, wholesale business traveling around the world's done, so we're just gonna close up <laughs> shop. Yeah, no, you have to we have to reinvent yourself. You have to adapt. You have to meet people where they are. And I was so afraid that people were going to think, God, she's so self-absorbed that she's talking about luxury when people can't even go to the grocery store. But what I found is so much of what we do is entertainment. Yeah. And just giving people like the lighter side of life. Mm -hmm. And I think you do that in a great way. And yeah. you do it with your husband also. <laughs> so he's not in your business. No, not at all. He's, a he, he's an engineer. No. He plays in your sandbox and your videos. He My does. favorite was when he got out of the bed and jumped <laughs> in the pool. I was like, I want that to be me. <laughs> And it is, you know, and I think I try not to ever take my life or myself too seriously. You know, um, life is short and, you know, exactly, you know, you always have to learn to adapt. Right. And I think also part of my childhood, we moved around a lot. So I was very used to, you know, mm -hmm. being that chameleon, adapting. Yeah. Um, and that's also why I think, you know, I've been so successful is because I aim you know, as soon as COVID hit, I, I shifted the way I did my business. And I actually, that was my biggest advantage because, you know, I shifted everything to maybe, you know, 100% online. No wow. one was really doing that. Yep, you were um, ready for it. I was ready, right? And that, I mean, since COVID, my business has exploded. And yes. that's because I shifted everything to online. I know people are not going out. The, you know, people are not watching these network televisions as much as they're used to. What are they doing? They're watching stuff on their phone. Yes. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start creating really cool videos. Or that Amazon. Can watch on the, or the yeah. Queen's. <laughs> Gimblet, Gambit, Gambit, yeah, yes. Netflix, HBO Max. Exactly. Right? It's where not they're not getting programming ads. like no. ABC, NBC. I mean, that, you know, that's kind of in the past now, right? And some people are just so stuck on the past. And I'm like, and I, I see that a lot in my industry. And I'm like, you are not going to make it these past five years if you still have that mentality. And I always tell my team, you know, let's always be able to adapt in the drop. You know, as soon as something's not working, we drop it, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's not this. And that's why, you know, I always kind of want to have that mentality. I never want to become too corporate because I feel like corporations move very, very slow. Yes, uh, and there's so much red tape where so it's like, you're, red tape, you're so like, I can make roles. a decision and be doing exactly. it tomorrow. You know, I, I've realized something doesn't work. I drop it the next day, right? And I always want to have that mentality. And I've always, that's how I live my life. So yes. I think that's just a part of who I am. So you have relationships with several builders. Mm -hmm. I saw that you, are oh. there trends that you want to talk about that you're seeing 
these builders doing or what people are looking for now that COVID hit, yeah, whereas maybe definitely. they weren't looking for um, in a home? Well, I have a really cool development coming up that I would want, you know, of course, in the future, love to collaborate with you yes. on. So it's out in Brazoria. So now I've noticed that people are not wanting to be stuck in their little high rise. They're wanting land. Yes. They're wanting space. So there's this beautiful piece of uh, property out in Brazoria. I'm actually going there tomorrow. Uh, the polo clubs are out there and basically oh, they're building great. a community around these polo clubs. So Gorgeous. it's going to be about 40 homes, a million dollars plus. Um, it's going to be in the polo, like like the houses are going to be mm -hmm. walking distance to the polo club. So instead of having to drive an hour or two hours to ride your horse, you can have just a vacation home. Amazing. Um, and you know, there's community center, swimming pool. Um, so I'm seeing a lot of that, a trend, and I just help my clients buy a beautiful two acre home out in Friendswood, a million dollar home. So people are wanting that land. They're wanting their own little escape. Whereas before it was a high rise life, right? The city life. I still love the city life, yes. but a lot of my clients are now also buying second homes out in the country so they can escape to that or a ranch, um, you know. And, yeah, ranches and mm -hmm. second and boats and like oh, all yeah. of those. And this is the, the community that I'm about to market next year. I mean, it's gonna be the first basically equestrian style community here in Houston which is really, really exciting. I don't ride horses. I didn't grow up riding horses, but I'm like, you know what? I'll learn. I'm going to I'm Well, gonna I love the fashion with it. Who doesn't <laughs> love know, pretty right? woman with yeah. that hat? And my girlfriend that lives in New York, who was my first podcast guest on Styling Social Justice, she's in Bridgehampton, and her house backs up to the polo oh, practice yeah. field. And you sit outside oh at her gosh. pool, and you hear the polo That's pennies. That's exactly what this and it is just like. Yeah. And I can't find words to describe <laughs> it. Like it's really, you can even feel the ground. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so exceptional. Yeah, and I just love being involved, and that's just so innovative. Mm -hmm. um, and with me, I like just surrounding myself with people who are innovative, who are not afraid to try new things. Right. Um, I don't really work with you know the suburb builders, mm -hmm. cookie cutter builders. That's not really my thing. But it's like, hey, a cool project, um, a cool high rise. You know, something that's never been done before. Sign me up, right? And that's I think a lot of people shy away from that. They want to do with what works and what has worked in the past. But with me, I actually don't like going that route. I yeah. love it. And you're also not the realtor driving the pink Cadillac. You're <laughs> you prefer to be in the purple Lambo. I do. <laughs> So tell us about your love of cars and how that came together. You know, I just think they goes hand in hand. Luxury, it does. You know, homes and luxury cars. And who doesn't like a nice car, right? Um, and I just, I find it beautiful. And I, again, I just, my husband, he owns a Ferrari uh -huh. and he's kind of like, you know, and I have a G-Wagon. I'm actually, you know, thinking about getting another car. And I, again, it's just that lifestyle, right? Yes. So I only say, not only are we selling homes, we're selling the dream, right? So when you are yes. selling a multi-million dollar home, you don't want just a regular agent, right? You want an agent that's selling the dream Extra that pulls girl. up in the <laughs> in the purses, right? In the nice car, um, because you know when you are dealing with that clientele, it's a very different world, as you know, right? Yes. And I'm not from that world, and I think a lot of people think I am, right? But that because I, it's so natural to but you. But I've I've trained myself, right? And and I've trained myself, and I, I learned and I studied. Um, and that's and that's what people don't see, right? They don't see the work that goes behind that. They just see me, you know, making these videos in these nice homes. But it's like everything. I mean, even the polo. You know, next year you ask me about polo clubs and horses. I'll be. You're an gonna expert. know it. You will. <laughs> and 
and that's because I do the work and I do my research and I study and I read a lot. Um, Will Smith, he says, you know, the most successful people, they read and run. Uh, last year, I made it a goal to read a book a week and I did that. Um, so I always that's try my to husband. He's myself. a big reader. Yeah. So do you? What's your workout regime? Because you are an incredible shape. <laughs> you know, I, I actually don't work out as much as people think I do, but I eat very clean. Okay. Um, and to me, you know, I everything that I put in my, I don't drink. Um, I'm very, very conscious of what I put in my body because mm -hmm. I also believe that our bodies are temple. Um, mm -hmm. And I believe that body, mind, and soul, it's all connected. Absolutely. So if my body's not feeling well, my mind's not going to work right. And, oh, my and sleep. Not, oh, Do you yeah. sleep a lot? I actually don't. You I'm don't one need of the it? few people yeah. that only need about three to four hours of sleep. Oh, at my night. God. That's my husband. <laughs> I'm so, so jealous. Um, I know. And, and I'm know, like, I need eight. Oh, my husband needs <laughs> like eight. So it's 4 a.m. He's like, can you stop clanking your keyboard? Oh, yeah. I'm sitting there like working. So now my husband, he has a blindfold and earplugs on. That's how he <laughs> yeah, sleeps. Yeah, we sleep with earplugs too. Um, and honestly, at night is when I, my creative juices get flowing. That's when I think of all my crazy marketing ideas is in the middle of the night. And my assistants know that. I'm texting them at 3 a.m. They're like, yeah. Julia, can you go to sleep? I love it. But you don't expect them to answer. Uh, no, 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 no. But they'll uh, wake yeah. up and they're, they're like, like I got a text. Yeah. I know somebody was saying that you shouldn't text or email in the middle of the night because that means you expect them to be awake. I'm like, no, oh, no, no. no, no, that I is not yeah. how I feel. Yeah, like things come to me. Um, yeah, you gotta and you gotta write it down when you're thinking it's about like, it. Or I'm gonna forget, right? What and it, I'm like, I'm not expecting it, them. Sometimes I don't even expect them to respond when they see it, but it's just me getting my thoughts out there. Absolutely, right? because yeah. then it puts it out there. Yeah. So let's talk about fashion. Your style is so chic. And it's playful, and you like color. Thank you. Uh, so tell us a little bit, how would you define your fashion um, style? I think the same way that I work and try to be, you know, I try to be innovative, creative. And again, that also takes work, right? Because it fashion is does. always changing. Um, and it's not just like, oh, what looks good? I mean, I read blogs, right? I study what other people are wearing. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. To me, it's an art, right? Um, it's not something that just comes. I mean, of course, yeah, it comes naturally. But in order to really be fashion forward, it takes work. Like everything You have to be reading and absorbing and sharing and yeah. talking and really understand it um, and yeah. again you know or go to someone who's an expert that can tell you that if exactly, you don't have the time to exactly. do it which um, is what we try to do here is give people that and they can look at you and say oh she's doing it so then I can do it exactly and I you know again I, I try to be an expert in all things luxury yes. and all right. things Houston so it's like okay I need to always be ahead of the curve right mm -hmm. what's every that you know last year I was like okay I need to start getting green pieces right because I heard that yeah. green was going to be in yes. the season right and now you try to find anything green and you can't because right. everyone's but it's always like I try to be kind of one step ahead and just like reading and I think Europe and Asia they're always a little bit more you know fashion forward so yeah. I always try to see what they're doing um, and I follow I follow a lot of like Asian bloggers and you know European bloggers to see how they're dressing right because right now I'm like okay well we're not wearing that right now and if I wore that right now people would probably think I'm crazy but I know that in a couple of months that's what that's everyone's going to be here be wearing. Yeah. and what about um, Korean skincare Has oh I'm that obsessed been a bit... with skincare yes yeah. and specifically Korea Korea or... yeah yes. so I'm Korean the... right I remember um, you saying that and so yeah I go to Korea you know I didn't go last year but every time I go to Korea I buy just a whole separate suitcase just for my skincare <laughs> because your skin is beautiful do Thank you have a regimen there or oh a person I do I work basically with? have like a 12-step regimen that I do every night yeah to get my 
And I do believe commitment, that. Like <laughs> everything about you is commitment, girl. Not one thing happens by chance. I think that's what people don't understand. No, you know, and they're like, oh, she, it's, you know, and it's, it's, it's not easy, right? It's so easy just to watch your yourself face. go. Yeah. Um, and everything takes work. And I don't think people realize that. And, you know, I like to surround myself with those people who realize that and, and who get practice it. that. Yeah. Yes. And are also in it to do the work and mm -hmm. to help and to give you tips and to support yeah. and you. And the work never stops. You know, it never stops. The more It's not like I'm there yeah. and I'm just going to ride it out. And I've seen people do that, right? And they fall Absolutely. fast. Right? And they get comfortable, right? But I've 100%. learned you never can make your, you can never get comfortable because there's always that person that's hungrier than you are and mm -hmm. younger than you are. And now I'm like, okay, there's someone that's coming after where I am, so I need to keep on going, right? Because as soon as I get comfortable, that person can go past me. Absolutely. Yeah. But what I find is I think when people are coming up towards you, you're like, hey, let's grab hands and do this together. Exactly. You're not threatened. I'm not threatened because I believe that it's more powerful when you can work together, right? Exactly. Um, so, you know, a lot of my agents are younger. They're part of the Gen Zers. Like yes. Um, but, you know, instead of thinking of them as a threat, I'm like, okay, what are you doing that I can learn from? Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I'm asking Izzy what, um, oh, what yeah. type of words I need to be used. I'm like, oh, I can I say <laughs> this is lit? And she's like, yeah, you could yeah. say that. And Bella's like mom well, one of my you agents sound just told me stupid. the new word is like bussin right that's a new word bussin, okay good all right, right? i gotta and figure like, out how like, to use that yeah and I, i'm asking my agents okay how do i use this looking at urban dictionary trying to see examples of how to use this right I'm like okay bussin that's bussin right and and that's the thing is i'm always on tiktok not I mean, of course, it's fun, but I'm also going with an intention of trying to see what yes. the younger generation is doing because I always want to be ahead with the times, right? And they are the new, I mean, pretty soon these these young Gen Zers are going to be buying homes, right? They're going to be uh, selling their homes. And it's like, I want to be that person that's going to be able to relate most to them so that I can be the brokerage that sells them their home. Yes. And you... Um even though you're such a girl boss and a powerful, incredible, purposeful, committed woman, you are easy to be with. Thank you. You are not, um, like, it's not as though the power is condescending. You lift people up around you. And I think you're also really, so I, I perceive that as authenticity. And I feel like you're pretty astute at seeing that in other people. Are there... So we talk about authenticity, like mm -hmm. how do you kind of figure that out when somebody's real or fake and how long it does it take you? It took me a very long time. <laughs> it took me a very, very long time to figure that out. Um, and honestly, sometimes I still make mistakes, right? Sometimes I'm like, oh, I, I do think this person's being genuine. And then I realize, you know, that they ha have ulterior motives. Mm -hmm. um, but the good news is I have such a close circle of people around me that I've known for years um, and that I trust. Uh -huh. And, you know, they always kind of have my back too, right? Because some of these, I've, you know, they've known me before I became successful, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, these are my friends that, you know, I've had in my young 20s that have always been there for me. So they, I know that they always have my back so if they tell me like hey I don't think this person has good intentions I know that they genuinely are concerned and then they yes and I have to listen to that you know and um, there have been people that they warned me about that I didn't listen to and then after something happened they're like I told you I was like okay I know right and that's the thing is I do have just such a solid core group of people and it's probably people that you know they don't 
most people or my followers wouldn't expect me to be friends with. But yes. Right. You know, and I think, of course, I have my influencer friends. I have my friends who are mm -hmm. socialites. Right. But my core group of friends are not yes. in that crowd. <laughs> exactly. And um, there's a there's a word, there's a phrase um, that the Japanese culture calls it. And when you're born, you're given this group of people and I can't remember the name of it, but I learned it through the Sydenham Clinic and on Shalbatia. And it's almost it's these people that are going to be your mentors mm -hmm. through life, and they're going to help you as you approach things. And um, in the U.S., we're not as connected to the extended family. Oh, I know, like, yeah. the Italian family, we had all these cousins and generations, yeah. and you'd be in the same room with someone who was 80 and two months old and six years old mm -hmm. and 40 and I presume that that's similar with the oh yeah so in Korean Asia, family yeah so in Asia we have this thing called chong right and it's, uh -huh. it's even a deeper meaning than love right it's more of like a soul connection and we uh -huh. say chong right so it's not just like a love it's it's there's not even a word for that in English right and that's what I've noticed is um, sometimes I see that lacking in the American society right, right. you know we're very selfish mm -hmm. um, but with me you know I grew up obviously I'm Asian um, and you know, I, I, I think I've kind of taken that and really try to apply that to the people in my life, right? So not only is it, you're my friend, you know, I love you, it's it's deeper than that, right? Yes. It's really like, how can I help you? How can I serve you, right? And, um, and I don't like to have superficial relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm a very intense, extreme person, mm -hmm. passionate person. So I'm either all or nothing, right? Me too. <laughs> you get what you get. You either exactly. love it or you don't. Right? And Take it or leave it. And you know, it's it's incredible because it, I'm sure with you also, it took a very long time to get to that point where you're like, you know, Ugh. this is who I am. You either love me or hate me. And I've tried so hard in the past to just be this person that I thought I should be that people yes. would like, and I was miserable, right? Um, completely miserable. Um, and the minute I was like, you know what, I don't care anymore, <laughs> right? I was like, this is who I am. I like wearing my bathing suits, you know. I like doing this. I like being crazy. I like, the, you know, having these crazy ideas. That's really when the right people started gravitating towards me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because I've hired some social media people in the past and they're like, you need to focus more on the product and it needs to be less about you and you guys need to have something educational. So we, we kind of took all that together, mm -hmm. but if we are in a video and we are not just in it, but we're talking oh, yeah. and it's connecting and that's the main thing that I feel came from COVID is this intense need mm -hmm not just want, but need for connection. Oh yeah, and I, you know, I'm sure people do this to you. People come up to me and they're like, hey, Julia, I'm like, and like, but they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I watch you so much. I feel, I feel like, like I, I know you, yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, right? And I'm like, oh my God, am I supposed to know this person? But to me, that's the biggest compliment, it right? Is. That people feel like they know who I am just from watching my videos. And that's actually a requirement that I have for people that join my brokerage is you have to be comfortable on camera because yes. that is the way of the future. And no matter Absolutely. what, you know, it's only going to become more and more like that in yes. the future, unfortunately. You know, I'm not saying that's right, but that's just the way that it is, right? People are always on their devices. People are always watching stuff. Yes. Um, and, you know, not many people, and I, I commend you for having the courage to put yourself out there. Not many people have that courage. No. But I also think that's our biggest advantage right now. It is. Yeah. You're, but oftentimes your biggest 
attribute is like your the most difficult thing in your personality too. It so it's all about balancing it. Well, I cannot wait for the ride with you, and specifically, I can't wait for next Tuesday when we take off in yes. a Tavero charter jet and go to New Orleans for I'm an so overnight stay. Yeah, I, I, I just bought so much clothes to try yes. on. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's great. I love the girls that we're going with. Kelly, she's been a friend of mine for a while. Lan, oh my gosh, just the brightest light ever and the most genuine person. Uh, one of the most genuine, I think of her as a little sister. I know. Um, and you know, and that's the thing I just- And Sherry, crazy oh Sherry. Oh my gosh. I know. Oh my, she's fabulous. When I posted her on my story, everyone was like, who is she? I was like, she's in her story. She's the real deal, yes. though. Yeah, and I just she's love like her us, story. She's like us, crazy yeah. and fun. And that's the thing. Like, I, I say life is too short not to be, you know, yourself, whether that's crazy, you know. And I just love people who are not afraid to be themselves. Yeah. Yes. Well, so we I'm love excited. you. So everyone, it's going to be fun. There's going to be fun stories. I cannot wait for that. It's going to be a blast. And I need a vacation. I need girl time. <laughs> exactly. I've been working so much. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Me too. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. Follow Julia, Julia Wang underscore HTX. HTX. Yes. yes. And of course, the Vintage Contessa. Till next time, guys. Bye.